there's more here than meets the eye. Any reader of mystery novels, any watcher of mystery TV shows or movies knows this phrase well. There is always a detective who operates with a healthy dose of suspicion and keen perception. Others miss certain clues or gloss over what seems to be simple, straightforward, and obvious. But the detective who makes a breakthrough in the case is the one who will say and think, there's more to this than meets the eye. We say that when there is more to a situation or person than there appears to be at first. Maybe not as simple as it seems to be. Sometimes we say it in skepticism with a cynical tone as if to suggest something bad is, is lurking beneath the surface. But you can also say it in hope when you suspect that the backstory or the hidden details are better than they appear. Like there's a surprise ready to, to burst forth. This week I, I noticed the screens on my windows at work, my office, were shredding at the bottom. At first I thought it was the wind that had ripped them. You know, we've had some really strong March winds here uh, lately. However, after hearing this constant, incessant chirping outside my window, what I discovered was that birds were pulling off individual strands of the screen one at a time to incorporate them in their nests. Turns out there was more than meets the eye. Poet W.H. Alden has a poem that captures this idea of there always being a, another story. The title of the poem is The Secret is Out. But for me, reading this poem this week, during Holy Week, the title became, The Secret is Out, colon, a poem for Easter. At last, the secret is out, as it always must come in the end. The delicious story is ripe to tell to the intimate friend. Over the teacups and in the square, the tongue has its desire. Still waters run deep, my dear, there's never smoke without fire. Behind the corpse in the reservoir, behind the ghost on the links, behind the lady who dances and the man who madly drinks, under the look of fatigue, the attack of migraine, and the sigh, there's always another story. There is more than meets the eye. When I read that this week, I said, that's like Easter. That's like resurrection. Friends, that is the truth and power and hope of resurrection. Jesus' resurrection makes possible a way of life that operates under the hope there is more to this than meets the eye. Especially when the this looks like a stuck, dead, bad, hopeless situation. Frankly, like this past year. We're going to lean into that hope, that truth, this Easter season, beginning today, on this first Sunday of Easter, Easter Sunday, and the story of Jesus' resurrection. There is more than meets the eye. What is bad is not what is final. It seemed simple and obvious enough. It seemed like what was bad would be final. 
Jesus was dead. Everything about it looked like death. He was hung on a cross, an instrument designed to kill. He had told his mother and one of his disciples to look after each other. Roman soldiers pierced his side with a spear just to make sure. Joseph and Nicodemus took Christ's lifeless body down off of the cross, placed it in a garden tomb after wrapping it and anointing it according to, to Jewish burial custom. A stone was rolled across the entrance. It seemed painfully simple and final. So much so that early in the morning on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. She expected to encounter just a continuation of that theme of grief and and sympathy that had begun on Good Friday. She wanted to pay her respects to mourn. Ah, But there is always another story. There is more than meets the eye. When she gets to the tomb, Mary sees that the stone has been taken away. Her first instinct was not joy, not hope, but panic. There was no time, no emotional margin to wonder if there was more here than meets the eye. She goes to tell Simon Peter and, and John and says, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. This is the most logical, obvious explanation. The empty tomb for Mary is not a dose of hope. It's simply more devastatingly crushing news. But there's more to this than meets the eye. There's resurrection. Peter and the other disciple run to the tomb. One of them looks in the tomb and sees the grave cloths lying there. The cloth that had been on on Jesus' head was folded over by itself. Curious, to say the least. John's gospel says, on the one hand, this disciple believed, but then the very next sentence says, they didn't understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. So what exactly did they believe? They simply returned to the place where they were staying. Ah, but there's more to these folded grave clothes than meets the eye. There's resurrection. Mary stays there. She's she's crying. This is miserable. She looks into the tomb again and sees two angels seated where the body of Jesus had been. And they ask her why she's crying. She repeats her theory again. They've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. She suddenly turns around and, and there is Jesus except she doesn't recognize him at first. And thinks he's the gardener. Sir, if you've taken his body, tell me where you have put him ah but there's more to this gardener than meets the eye there's resurrection there is Jesus there is indeed a new garden a new creation being launched and it is at this moment when the risen Jesus calls out her name Mary that the breakthrough happens there is More to this than meets the eye. The cross, the last breaths, the humiliation, the apparent defeat, the limp body, the tomb, the stone, the empty tomb, the grave clothes. Everything that seemed bad and final was not final. There is another story. Resurrection. 
The God who spoke life into existence from nothingness. The God who made light appear out of the darkness is up to God's wonderful, marvelous tricks again. Mary's overcome and she goes at Jesus' request to announce the good news to the rest of the disciples. I have seen the Lord, says the first woman preacher. In other words, Peter, Andrew, James, John, the rest of them, there is more here than meets the eye, and that more is called resurrection. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we know and trust that what is bad is not what is final. Even if it is really bad and seems like it will be final. I'm guessing most of us have experienced bad before. A death, a defeat, feeling stuck, suffering, loss, pain, fear. And probably all of that over the last 12 months. We look around us and see bad. But Jesus' resurrection, Jesus' victory of, of love and life over sin, death, darkness, evil, is God's refusal to let what is bad have the last word. It is God's way of saying there is more to this than meets the eye. There is another part to the story. Jesus defeated death. Do we not think God therefore is able to make and is making all things good and new? That the places of deepest pain, defeat, dismay, death, loss, suffering might be like a tomb about to be opened up, a stone to be rolled away, a womb from which new life emerges. The New Testament is clear. Jesus' resurrection is God's token pledge of God's total commitment to make everything right in God's creation. God launches a new creation through Jesus' resurrection, and we get to be a part of it as people who have ourselves been brought from death to life. This is life we've been given, not simply existence, a life with God forever. This is power we have access to, not simply the power to do whatever we want, but resurrection power, a new way to love, a new way to be human. So Jesus' resurrection makes a way of life possible that is supported by a hope that if things are not okay, then it is not the end. That God is not done yet because, yes, indeed, there is more to it, no matter how bad the it is, than meets the eye. Because we know what the more is. The more is God starting to move a stone. The more is God vindicating the life of Jesus. The more is God claiming a victory. The more is God's redeeming work. The more is God resurrecting us. The more is God stirring something new. The more is God birthing a new way. This is not just about finding the silver lining in everything. This is not some simple platitude to minimize death, evil, sin, suffering, dead ends, feeling stuck. This is the glaring truth of what God does with those things. God transforms them. This is about Jesus' resurrection stirring within us a healthy, holy suspicion that says, I'm going to hold on to hope. I'm going to trust all things will be made well. 
But there's another story here. More than meets the eye. And I'm going to live accordingly. There's resurrection happening. This is what our God is able to do. This is what our God does. This is who our God is. God God raised Jesus from the dead. God is not finished. And just look at our church over the past year of the pandemic. maybe, Maybe to some it might seem like We were trapped behind a big stubborn stone of the COVID-19 virus. But oh my goodness, has there been so much more than meets the eye. God has been and is still doing new things. We just recently finished up a, a class we had during Lent. Um, on theories of the atonement, which are different ways of thinking through Christ's saving death on the cross and how it accomplishes our salvation. And the book we read together contains a wonderful story from theologian Alistair McGrath about an American soldier held captive in a Japanese prisoner of war camp in World War II. As the days uh, went by, he and his soldiers waited in isolation, wondering about the conditions of o- other troops wondering how the war was going, wondering if they would live to see another day. One day they overheard their captors as they listened to a shortwave radio deliver the news. The Allied forces had won. The war was over. Freedom for them was now a real possibility. They could not believe what they were hearing. The joy began to to settle in. Still, as as they looked around the conditions in their cell and, and around the camp, everything still appeared the same. They were still in captivity. Their, their captors were still in charge. It would be weeks before allied forces would arrive to set them free. So in the meantime, it seemed like nothing had changed. Except for this. Victory had already been secured. They knew that their enemy had been beaten. And for them, that made all the difference in the world. They began to see themselves as free people. With hopes held high, they laughed, they sang songs, they began to live in the freedom they knew had already been guaranteed for them. Friends, with Jesus' resurrection... In one sense, the victory has come. In another sense, it hasn't yet fully. Yet in both senses, and therefore in every situation that seems to bend toward death, toward despair, toward darkness, Jesus' resurrection declares in unmistakable terms, God wins. At last, the secret is out, as it always must come in the end. The delicious story is ripe to tell to the intimate friend. Over the teacups and in the square, the tongue has its desire. Still waters run deep, my dear. There's never smoke without fire. 
Behind the corpse in the reservoir, behind the ghost on the links, behind the lady who dances and the man who madly drinks, under the look of fatigue, the attack of migraine and the sigh, there is always another story. There is more than meets the eye. Except I, I find myself adding a line. Behind the cross on Calvary, behind his final breath, beneath a grief so real and deep and the shadow of his death. Behind the tomb and stone where the Savior's lifeless body lies, there's always another story. There is more than meets the eye. And that more, friends, is precisely why we are worshiping here today. There's always another story. There's more than meets the eye. What is bad is not what is final. There's resurrection. There is the risen Christ. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.